Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues here on AFR, American Family Radio. For this Wednesday, March the 16th, we thank you for listening. If you want to join us on the Internet, go to YouTube or Facebook and just type in Today's Issues, and we're live video streaming the show from our studios here. Joining me today is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. And good morning, Tim. Ray Pritchard uh, is normally with us Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, not Wednesdays, but Ray's been away for a couple of weeks. He should be back next week. Is that right? Or we don't know yet. Our host in his own show here on AFR. Ray's been doing some of that for us, too. As, as you know, if you listen to AFR in the morning, Dan Celia's been sick in the hospital and uh, still out. So uh, uh, Ray Pritchard and Jeff Shreve and... Alex McFarland, some other of our friends have been doing some, some fill-in work for us. Uh, we start uh, today with some sad news, tragic news, right? Very much so. Uh, it involves the golf teams, uh, student golf teams for the University of the Southwest, and that's a private Christian college in Hobbs, New Mexico, and I think you were mentioning we have a station in Hobbs. The, the, the two teams were on a bus last evening that were headed to a tournament in uh, just west of Dallas, Texas. And tragedy occurred when there, and we're not sure about this, the details are still coming in, there was a collision between the team bus and a, a pickup truck, a Ford 150, the police are identifying. And uh, a horrible crash, Yahoo News is reporting at this hour, that at least nine people are dead. So obviously many of the students, and uh, I believe also, according to the university president, Quint Thurman issued a statement to NBC News that the vehicle was driven by the team's coach and carried about seven to nine students. He said the coach and some students were among the dead. He says, we are still learning the details about the accident, but we are devastated deeply saddened to learn about the loss of our students' lives and their coach. Uh, that is what we know at this hour. But uh, as I say, Yahoo News is saying at, at least nine people dead. And this was the, both the uh, young men's and young women's golf teams? Correct. Um, and, and so, uh, listen, that's we were talking about just before we came on the air that you just you, you never know what life holds for you in these uh, some of these young people, their lives ended uh, tragically. We may they may be related to some of our listeners on our, our station there in Hobbs, but yeah. uh, folks, just mm-hmm. be praying for. The, regardless, obviously, be praying for the uh, the families and friends of uh, these young people. <clears throat> some kind of a head-on collision. What it yeah, appears. that's that's all we know. Two-lane road. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether they were heading to the tournament or coming from the tournament. Uh, one of the quotes was, uh, from, let's see, from the public safety department there, I guess in Texas, for some unknown reasons, the Dodge pickup truck drove into the northbound lane and struck the Ford passenger van head on. Hmm. 
both vehicles caught fire and burned. So, mm. yeah, uh, very sad, sad story there. Yes. Out of West Texas and uh, Hobbs, New Mexico. Uh, the uh, big news uh, internationally for the morning is uh, the speech in in. People continue to be so impressed with the president of the Ukraine, Zelensky. Uh, not only is he standing by his people, he is he is in charge of their resistance to uh, the Russian invasion of his country, and he is seen on a day-by-day basis making speeches, doing news conferences, going to hospitals to visit with those wounded. In the last 24 hours, yesterday, he spoke uh, to the members of Parliament of Canada. This morning, just a couple of hours ago, he spoke to, uh, it's technically not called a joint session of U.S. Congress, but senators and members uh, of the House were all gathered in one uh, area there in Washington, D.C., and he spoke to them. And uh, I'm gonna, I want to play you a couple of cuts from now. For the most part, it's going to be a translator that you hear. But, you know, he he knows he was, uh, was he an actor or comedian prior to becoming the president of the country? I think he was both. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think so. He's, he had an entertainment career yeah, before. He, he is a master communicator. He knows how to make a point. At one point early in his speech this morning to this uh, joint session of Congress, through the translator, he says he, he was making the point you in America understand through your history and events in your history what we are going through in the Ukraine right now. And he evoked like Pearl Harbor and the a terrorist attack against the United States and 9 11. It's cut number two. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, Americans, in your great history, you have pages that would allow you to understand Ukrainians. Understand us now when you need it right now, when we need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor, terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Just remember it. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 20, 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories in battlefields, when innocent people were attacked. He went on to, uh, again, uh, I mean, he, he made his knowledge of American history quite well known. He says, there's this famous speech from Martin Luther King that you have in your country, America, I have a dream. And then he said, well, I have a need. And uh, then he talked about, and this is going to be cut number four, uh, that he thinks the U.S. Uh, thanks the U.S. for what it's done so far in supplying some military equipment. But he says we need more. Cut number four. I am grateful to you for the resolution which recognizes all those who commit crimes against Ukraine, against the Ukrainian people as war criminals. However, now, it is true, in the darkest time for our country, for the whole Europe, I call on you to do more. New packages of sanctions are needed constantly, every week, until the Russian military machine stops. Restrictions are needed for everyone on whom this unjust regime is based. Yeah, and he went on to make it very clear. Uh, he, he's, he needs the no-fly zone that we've talked about here. 
and also he needs the aircraft. Poland, to remind our listeners, Poland has offered uh, to give up, uh, I think, 24 or 25 of the MiGs it has been flying, Poland has been flying, but it ran in, that plan ran into problems when Poland insisted that the planes, their planes, be delivered at a U.S. airbase in Germany. And President Biden said, no, I'm not going to allow that. There is this conflict right now in that the president, Zelensky, says, I need this to protect because we have all seen now 21 days now. This is day 21 since Putin began this invasion. Uh, and it has stepped up the bombing. There are missiles that are hitting apartment buildings, hitting houses. We have now hundreds of citizens of Ukraine, children. There's over 100 children have been killed, men and women in these apartments. The, some of the scenes that we have seen, he says we need protection from the air. Now, the United States and some other NATO countries have sent, I would say, shoulder-based Missile launchers that go after, they're, they're called uh, stingers. Plus, they're, they're, yeah, there are stingers and other yes. forms of surface-to-air missiles. And, and they have been successful in shooting down some of the Russian aircraft, but they say that's not enough. They want those fighter jets to come in. They want the no-fly zone. But there has been fear on President Biden's part and other NATO leaders that if, if NATO, once you set up a no-fly zone, you have to police that no-fly zone, and to police it would mean shooting down Americans, perhaps, pilots shooting down Russian uh, planes. And Putin has said, if you do that, uh, you're risking nuclear war. Uh, so that's where we are uh, with that this morning. Is he doing this, uh, these talks that uh, Zelensky is giving to world leaders? Yes. In this case, uh, the United States Congress? Right this morning, yes. He he spoke to the Canadian yesterday Parliament, Canadian Parliament, yes. Yeah. So he's doing this. It appears from maybe his office via Zoom. Is that he, what he's doing? He moves around sometimes his office in the, the capital city of Kiev, uh, or he he moves to another location. We're not sure. Yeah, uh, but the communication lines are being set up. Well, we even remarked yesterday, looking at the video when he was addressing the Canadian Parliament, it, behind him was a white wall and a flag, so yes. that could be anywhere. Right. And it's it's also obviously the smart thing to do is to not, you know. Okay, uh, let, so he he is. Excuse me, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it's a smart thing to do not to yeah, let the Russians know where you're yeah. at. The um, what 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 Zelensky is trying to do is pull. Uh, America and Canada and, and others into a uh, more active role militarily. And, and I would do the same thing if I were him. I mean, he needs military help, especially he keeps asking for a no-fly zone over Ukraine because the Russian uh, Air Force, for like, I don't know what they're called exactly, they... They, uh, they, they have, uh, the only thing they have to worry about is surface-to-air missiles, and that's a serious concern, obviously. But um, there's no air force that the um, Ukrainians have that can contend with with this. True? That That is the contention. Yeah. Yes. So 
So that's what he's asking for more than anything is air. What do you call it? Uh, close off the airspace. Yeah, the the no fly zone. But uh, as we've been, and he's asking for airplanes. Yeah. Now there's some uh, American political leaders, especially on the Republican side, that I've seen. I was just watching Tom Cotton, the senator from Arkansas, and others who are saying, "Go do this. Yes. Go, give give them." What they're asking for, the Ukrainian uh, president. Uh, but but Biden says that ramps up the uh, that ramps up the conflict and makes it between the U.S. And, and maybe other allies like Canada or other countries in this case, and and uh, leads us more towards a potential World War Three situation. Yeah, well, there's a reason why Poland doesn't want to take these MiG 29s and deliver them directly themselves to Ukraine. Uh, the reason they want it, these planes to go to Germany and then from Germany to Ukraine is that Poland's right on the border of Ukraine. And what they don't want is for Russia to hit Poland by claiming that Poland, you are now siding with Ukraine, so you become our enemy. And so that is the calculation that people uh, have to uh, have to make in the United States and in other countries in Europe, NATO countries, is if we deliver those kinds of weapons. Now, Fred is, has made the point that we, we are delivering lethal aid to Ukraine, some of these surface-to-air missiles and other mm -hmm. uh, probably anti-tank missiles, uh, uh, weapons. So we are delivering some of that, but to to give them jets is is a an escalation that – uh, I think political leaders are not willing to do because – and then, then a low-fly zone, you have the possibility of U.S. pilots shooting down Russian pilots, and then, then you have a hot war between the two countries, and there are concerns about a nuclear potential escalation. But it, what's interesting, and I, I go back to something I was saying earlier in the week, we have not seen a war covered like we're seeing this one. We are seeing the children and and their moms holding them. There, there was the bombing of the uh, in the eastern city of a maternity hospital, right? And we see the pictures of a pregnant woman being taken out who has since died, and the baby uh, who is still in her womb has also died. So we're seeing all this. Much of it is, is real time. I mean, journalists now have have died who are covering this. Right. They're standing live and giving live reports from the Capitol. There are members of Congress like Dan Crenshaw, Republican of Texas, who is, they're starting to voice frustration. They say the U.S. has got to stop bowing to Putin calling the shots, cut number six. And the excuse is often, well, Putin said it would provoke him. I don't care what Putin says. I didn't realize Putin was our national security I advisor. Know. I'm so tired and, and, of hearing that. And, and, and of course he's going to bully you into not doing that. How do we not know his formula by now? Right? He goes outside the bounds of norms, and then he claims victimization when people react, and then he uses that victimization to pursue more aggression. This is how Putin acts, and we have to stop falling for it. I don't care if he thinks it's provocation. So, well, it, it's a tough one. Listen. You have to ask yourself to stand. As we said before here, we're repeating ourselves to a certain extent. You have to step back from the emotions of the moment and the pictures and the videos. They're horrible. And it makes you want to go and 
bomb the Kremlin. <laughs> I mean, to stop this, somebody stop this human right. suffering that's being created by this madman over there in, in Russia. But uh, then you have to ask yourself, okay, uh, are, are, is it in the United States? Are, are we willing to send our sons and daughters to fight? Uh, maybe, maybe I know those who are saying we need to do more maybe are saying, no, I'm not advocating for boots on the ground, as it were. But, but uh, one thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. And, and then the next thing you know, there are boots on the ground because you had to go do such and such to stop such and such. Well, we've, moved, we've moved additional troops into Europe. I was reading yesterday that since when Putin began this invasion of Ukraine, we started shifting more troops. So we do have more troops in Europe. Now, they're, they're divided uh, amongst different nations over there. But I, I read yesterday that the estimates are we may have 100,000 troops in Europe, which we haven't had since, I think, 2005. So we've so yeah. the, things have been are ramping up. There yeah. ha- now, in all conflicts like this, there is a line in the sand, so to speak, uh, that if crossed, you just have to say, well, we're going to get involved militarily and whatever happens, happens, you know, I mean, there, there is that, there is that line, but I think what president Biden and others, a lot of people are saying right now is uh, we, 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 Ukraine is not an NATO member. And uh, do we want to get directly involved in a hot war, as you say, with Russia? And where does that lead? And how does that stop? And and what are the uh, consequences and fallout from that? And right. that's the great unknown. I, so, uh, do you, no, you really, I, that's, well, well, that, that's exactly. You, you're right. I, I, I better. It stop. is. I, I better stop right there. I, I get a little bit uh, frustrated. I guess I could say maybe frustrated is not the word. When politicians, and be they Democrat or Republican, quite honestly, it's so easy to play Monday morning quarterback, right? So you wait for something to happen, and then you say, well, if I'd have, and something goes wrong, and then what you say is, if I'd have been in charge, it'd have gone differently, or yeah. I'd have done something differently. All, all sides do that. They right. were there, it's, it's political opportunism is what I would call it, and it just... It's unseemly, I think, but I guess that's the way it's always, well, always going to be. Your uh, point about it being uh, this is a great unknown, that's the way these kinds of things unfold. We don't know. I, I tend to doubt that that Putin would use nuclear weapons. I don't think he would escalate that because I, I think he understands. I mean, he's got children and grandchildren. The generals, he can't just simply press a button. My understanding is there have there, right, there are multiple right. people that would have to agree to launch nuclear weapons. They all got families, all those right. generals. They know what that means for their kids and grandkids. I don't think it would escalate to nuclear weapons, but you can't be sure. Nobody knows. So you have to be very, very careful when you toss the match on the kindling. Well, and as we pointed out in recent days, there appears to be a problem with Putin right now. How stable is he mentally? Yeah. You know, that's been talked about. Uh, we know he lies. <laughs> I mean, he talked about military exercises on the border. Right. And we all know what has happened now. So he, uh, we, you know, we talk, we talk about leaders, hopefully, hopefully being stable mentally. 
uh, we're not sure about Putin anymore. What we are sure about right now is what's happening and the death and destruction. Three million now refugees have fled the country. And uh, we That's know- an extra million from like last week. Yes, three million. Most of them are going through Poland. Uh, President oh. Biden is supposed to give a response to this uh, probably in the next half hour or so, but the White House has already signaled that it is not going to move on where it is right now. It will send more military hardware, uh, but as far as the no-fly zone and giving the green light to those MiGs from Poland going in, that's not going to happen. Toward the end of his speech this morning, uh, President Zelensky's speech to Congress, he spoke in English. And this was after he had played a montage of video, again, of life in Ukraine before the invasion, intermingled with shots of what has happened since the invasion. It was, it, it was very powerful. But here's what he said. He says he has no sense in life if it cannot stop the deaths. Cut number one. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the heart of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the death. And this is my main mission as the leader of my people, great Ukrainians. So very moving. Uh, whether it moves the needle on American public policy with regards to what we do to help Ukraine. What do you think, Fred? Think we need to get, what, do you, what, what would you do? Oh, boy, Tim. Yeah, we just made you. We right. just made you president for the next 30 seconds. Ed and I are over here. We're weak. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not escalating this thing any further. Than, I'm not against sending the stingers and all those yeah. things that we're talking yes. about. But, yeah. but facilitating jets into the country or having a no-fly zone, uh, with the U.S. Air Force uh, enforcing that, you going to do that? Canadian it, Air and, Pilots, and, you were one. Well, I, I sit in my office each day, and I have a TV in my office, and I'm watching this wall-to-wall coverage for eight to nine hours a day. When you see the pictures, when you see these precious little boys and girls uh, crying, uh, when you see bodies being taken out of apartment buildings, um, it is very hard not to think, surely we can do something else to stop this madman. Uh, there must be something else that we can do. Uh, the needle, I guess, in my emotional uh, tends to move towards what Dan Crenshaw was saying. Yeah, I get frustrated with a madman Putin. Right now, he's calling, kind of calling the shots on what's happening. Now, having said that, the other side of the story at the moment is Ukrainian people, the men... Uh, for the most part, but but women also have done a terrific job of fighting back. Right. It is absolutely amazing. I think what is the age from 16 to 60, the men have been told to stay. They've been handed weapons and to go out there and fight. And there was this video the other day of the elderly couple in one of these cities. Some Russian soldiers came into their backyard and they went out just with their fists yeah. saying, get out of here. I mean, yeah. that's that's the kind of thing. So it's it's hard not to feel. I wish we could do more. It's, it's a bad place to be to be to, to 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 give a standing ovation as as the Congress did today to Zelensky. Yeah, and tell him we're we're behind you all the way, except not what you asked for. R- right, right. I mean, 
Yeah. That's that's the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, was it the whole Congress, by the way? Or is yes. It just, okay. Yes. Um, this, uh, yeah, I was just looking. Uh, Zelensky um, was elected. He assumed office in May of 2019. So, yeah. I mean, just before COVID, just before. So, right. Well, we can, baptism and fire. All right. We're going to take a short time out right here. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Can we trust the Bible? He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. Thegodwhospeaks.org. Hello, everybody. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, our 2022 Spiritual Heritage Tours are filling up. So if you want to go with us in June or September, uh, you need to get registered. The website is spiritualheritagetours.com with an S, spiritualheritagetours.com. And mostly it's listeners from AFR from all over the country who join us in Williamsburg or Washington, D.C., The trips are two. There's one to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon. We'll see all the sites of our nation's capital. And then we're also going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Uh, These are, again, in June and September. They're filling up. We'll be full pretty soon. So if you want to go with us, the itinerary, the cost, all the information you need to know, the dates are available at spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours with an S dot com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Wartime correspondents do what many will not. They run towards the danger zone, armed not with weapons, but with microphones and cameras, bringing stories and images back home so people can try and make sense of what seems to be senseless. My former colleagues Benjamin Hall and Pierre Zikursky were there on the front lines just outside of Kiev doing their job when their vehicle was hit by incoming fire. Pierre was killed. Benjamin was gravely wounded. Pierre was known around Fox News as a journalist who was unmatched in talent. He covered wars in Afghanistan and Syria, Iraq, honored last year by his colleagues for his invaluable work. A heartbreaking day. That's how Fox News President Suzanne Scott described the situation, asking for the nation to pray. It is the least that we can do and the most. Pray for Pierre's family as they mourn Benjamin's wife, three young children as he recovers, and pray for peace, America. I'm Todd Starnes. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and Fred Jackson. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. We do have Facebook and YouTube. We live video stream the show there, and we post the stories that we discuss uh, so that you can see where we get our info from. Fred and his news team do that each morning that uh, give the stories to Brent. Brent puts them on our Facebook page. Uh, Facebook page is Today's Issues. And it won't be long until we'll have our own video streaming service live. So we look forward to that uh, that day coming up, hopefully in the next few weeks or a couple months. I can't get an exact date from Walker or our IT team. No. Uh, they they they're they're evasive in their answers. <laughs> they are. Huh? Well, the thing is, you commit to a certain day, you you got to deliver. I know. And and so they they use terms to me like, I say, when is this video streaming service live going to be ready soon? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, a uh, little bit not today. Yeah. So, listen, well, don't feel bad. I ask my own son. Right, Tony, who's yeah, head I, of head of our I, IT, IT department. And I say, well, what's it going to eh, Soon. <laughs> Come on. It's me. It's your dad. Soon. <laughs> All right, Fred. Next story. Not exactly breaking news. Okay. But uh, I guess we need to remind our audience that Kentucky Senator, Republican Senator Rand Paul, does not like Anthony Fauci. Uh, not exactly breaking news. No. They're- However... Uh, he's, uh, Rand Paul is continuing his war against Dr. Fauci. Uh, and the latest is he wants to change the, uh, the, the, the rules of the game. Dr. Fauci pretty well has run the, uh, the pandemic response and, uh, Dr. Rand Paul doesn't think he's done a very good job. So he would like to set up something very different, starting with firing Anthony Fauci. And he's got a bill he's putting forward to that effect, cut number five. The emails that have been revealed show him to be a petty, partisan politician who's not above taking down his scientific enemies, not above having an enemies list. This is someone who really seriously needs to be separated from government. My amendment will make sure that no one person can hold that job for generations with no accountability. It divides the NIAID into three different institutes, one for allergic diseases, one for infectious diseases, and one for immunologic diseases. This aligns with their current mission to better understand, treat, and ultimately prevent these types of diseases. The directors of the three new institutes will be appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and serve for five-year terms, but they can be reappointed. This will provide the accountability that's sorely lacking at the NIH today. I ask for your support. So there you have it. And, you know, step back from any kind of partisan, it is kind of dangerous when one person has that kind of power when you're facing the kind of thing that this country has faced, the world has faced over the last couple of years with this pandemic. To have one person who basically is calling the shots 
uh, very dangerous because now, and we have the advantage of looking back now over the mistakes, we'll, we'll be gentle, the mistakes that have been made. In fact, there is a Fox News opinion piece by Dr. Marty um, McCary, I believe it is, uh, right now, uh, and it's 10 biggest COVID mistakes. And, you know, Dr. Fauci was part of this. First, we were told, remember, wash your hands like crazy. Right. Uh, well, it turns out it wasn't surface transmission. It was through the air. Yeah. That was one of the things. Uh, I want my fingerprints back. <laughs> huh? yes. I know. I know. Uh, Everything I- slips out of my hands now. Can't grip anything. <laughs> oh, this is taking a toll on me. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I have said on this show that I was always kind of a little bit of a germaphobe myself. So I was welcoming all of you to my world. And now all that has gone away. And I, I feel, I feel like I've been right. abandoned right. out there on the, you know, on the ball field by myself. I thought you guys had joined me, but we're all on the same page. Well, you are among, well, the, first, are, among the first to catch right. COVID. Right. We, yeah, that's and, September and so we, of 2020. we just figured you were immune for life. We, so well, we, huh? we are all on the same page. We don't want to. We just don't want to touch your page. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's going on right here. Yeah, well, another we, mistake. A lot of things did change. Over, closing schools. Yeah. Closing schools. Oh, that, yeah. That's one of the worst. Uh, we're we're still learning the impact on a lot of kids. Right. Uh, masks. Remember where Fauci was with masks, and then it changed, and then it uh, changed. It got worse to two masks. And- yes, uh, ignoring natural immunity. We've talked about that. That was just totally dismissed. Mm-hmm. Also, still today, downplaying therapeutics. Yes, I mean the the ivermectin thing. I, I just Fred, thank don't you for getting us get canceled it. again by YouTube. <laughs> you just mentioned the you just mentioned it. There we go for another I-V-E-R. week of timeout. <laughs> <laughs> good night. As people know, let's um, just call it Ivy. Month, Ivy. Okay, good. Ivy. That's good. Uh, yeah. We won't trigger you two. Yeah, right there. Yeah. About a month ago, if you listen to the show, you know that we talked about Ivy, yeah. and uh, and then <laughs> and how it had been effective. A lot of people testified to its effectiveness uh, of early treatment of COVID, and then uh, YouTube put us in timeout for a week. When well, they didn't tell us that was the reason, but we kind of figured it out. Yeah. So. Uh, we, they said we violated their community standards. Right. Standards. Our producer Brent Creeley was the one who was informed. They wouldn't tell us how we um, violated those community standards, but we know that the only thing we <laughs> spoke about that probably was Ivy. Yeah, was Ivy. Ivy. So, yeah. But I, good I, code word, Ed. I, yes, I like yeah. it. I think one of the big mistakes, uh, according to this opinion piece, and I have to agree. You may remember that President Biden and Fauci and others said they were there'd be no mandates. Right. No vaccine mandates. Yeah, Biden Biden lied. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. He he lied uh on a couple of big occasions. One is there would never be a a federal mandate or in this case an executive order, a presidential mandate that everybody must have the uh the the uh covid shots. He he told us he didn't have the yeah. authority. Yeah, he said that out loud to the world. Yes. Okay. Then I say lied. Then I then he switched up on us. Mm-hmm. Right. When was it? Last spring or summer? And then he started saying, "Nope, I'm going to force everybody uh, to get uh, the COVID shots, or else lose your job, mm-hmm. make your life uncomfortable, whatever." Fine, so he, fine businesses over a hundred employees. Yeah. And then he also said 
Uh, and we're we're not going to stop there. He was talking about even smaller businesses. He did a bait and switch right there. Oh, Biden, that was a biggie. Uh, then he also Biden said last summer, was it last summer? Well, these summers start running together yeah. the last couple of years. He said, "Hey, if you get the vaccine shot, you can't get COVID." Uh, that's what's good about it, he said. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what Biden's saying that. Well, that wasn't true at all. Uh, so I don't know if you classify that as a lie. Well, it was certainly uh, not true. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what he was thinking exactly at the time. But it, uh, anyway. Well, their, their, their excuse and their defense has been, well, the science changed. We had variants, so it would have been true, the vaccine with the Alpha variant, the original form of uh, of COVID nineteen, the vaccine would have worked, but then we got these variants, and so, I, I, in fact, I was reading today, reading comments about some of the things that have happened uh, in New York and some of those places, um, and reading the comments, people are still arguing. Well, the science changed, everything changed, so it's unfair to say that they lied or that they did this because things changed. I would, I would be willing to accept that, except these people, by these people I'm talking about, mainly Dr. Fauci and the CDC and, and uh, to use a Southern expression, that bunch, <laughs> they, they, they make pronouncements yes. along the way of this and that and the other, and you must do this, you have to do that, okay? And if anybody questioned them, then no, you're a idiot. Yes. Yeah. You, you don't believe in science. You're a flat earther. And right. you're just going, wait a minute. What about this? What about that? Answer these questions. Only for them to come back three, six months, a year later and say, well, we were wrong about that. I don't know if they've ever said we were wrong in those words or we miscalculated or that wasn't exactly the way it was. Okay. Well, that's what we were saying. That's what we were questioning a year ago which is the same thing you're questioning now, but a year ago we were idiots. You right. see what I'm saying? No, if they would right. have, if they would, if they would have had just a little bit of humility along the way in all this, uh, then and invite discussion and yeah, questions, yeah. yeah, you know, from other medical experts, other yeah. scientists, like, who like with, like with, like with using Ivy yes. and hydro, <laughs> yes. the twin, yes. uh, hydro, hydro, let's separate the words so that we don't get triggered. Hydro, hydroxy. Yes. Don't say the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, we're trying to avoid the YouTube and Facebook uh, triggers, folks, the algorithms that pick yeah. up on. Uh, if, if you would have, if, uh, if the, I just don't know why the CDC or anybody who was asked about this, Dr. Fauci, just, why can't you just say this? Well, um, you know, if, if, Doctors or people find that these things work for them, then uh, more power to them. Good for them. But I don't believe that they do. We don't believe that they do, and that's not the treatment that we're recommending. Next, I'll, next I'll, question. I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you my opinion about why they didn't do that. Okay. That okay. Does that not sound reasonable? It does sound reasonable. Okay. Then why sure. wouldn't they do that? Because you're giving power to individuals to decide what they want to do. And that's not what this was all about. And their doctors. And too. their doctors and other scientists. Right. This was about us telling you what you will do. Yes. That to power. me, yes. Control, power. control and power over people's lives. There was a, I was listening to Bishop Jackson's program 
on American Family Radio Talk yesterday. And there was a caller came in and, and <laughs> made, made a very salient point, I thought. Isn't it interesting how people are punished on the therapeutics front? Like, right, you can't right, say right, the word. Right, right. All right? Why was it? It doesn't make scientific sense. Like you're saying, Ed, let's at least entertain the idea. Let's look at the success stories that we know are out there yes. of people who were treated with right, this. Right, right. And even though those doctors are still being punished today, some of them yeah. who applied right, this. Right. So why is it? Why why did we have political leaders that that wanted to punish and social media and everybody else? And one of the answers to that question was because these big pharma invested yeah. so much money in the vaccines. At the request of the federal government. At the request of the federal government, they didn't want any competition. Because if you started to entertain the idea, wait a minute, you don't really need the shots. If you're treated early with yeah. those things, yeah, there are success stories out there yeah. that would jeopardize all the money and the orders that we gave to the American people. You must. The demonization yeah. of those who didn't take the shot. Listen, word gets around among the public. Yeah. Friends, family, neighbors church members, ball fields, whatever. If something is working or something doesn't work, uh, whatever the case may be, or if some, you know, a, a product, whatever, for any walk of life, not just medicine or therapeutics, word gets out there. And you can't tell me that the use of those two things we mentioned a few minutes ago as early treatment for, for COVID wasn't working for Thousands, if not millions of people, that's why people kept saying that it needs to be used. Right. Uh, or again, early treatment for COVID. But no, uh, if it wasn't working, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gained such momentum right. in, in, among, among people in conversations. Because these talking. were stories coming from other countries. India was where the hydroxy was yeah. was. Having some success. Put some space <laughs> we'll there. Separate it. And then I think Israel, was Israel the place that was having with the ivy? Well, there, well, anyway, there was a country no, that. No, no, no. In India. African continent. In African. Okay. There were African continents. And they use countries. this all the time for malaria prevention. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It, it isn't, this isn't like some kind of a snake oil. <laughs> but it's a very popular uh, Nobel uh, peace, I don't know about peace, medicine winning drug from a few years, well, five but, years but ago. But over here, it was called horse dewormer. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was mocked. Remember Joe Rogan, yeah. the podcaster? Right. They went after him on that. Uh, anyway, this whole thing. Well, you know. I, I think I think th that Senator Rand Paul, although he, he and Anthony Fauci are uh, mortal enemies, it's like Batman and the Joker. Okay, You can <laughs> take your pick who's who. <laughs> in that, but they're mortal enemies, and this uh, that he's proposing, I think, I think, for someone like you're saying, Fred, for someone like Anthony Fauci, one individual to have that much power is potentially dangerous when you are not allowing other scientists who disagree to, if you're punishing them for for raising questions or alternatives. Yeah. That is too much power if you're not going to allow that's a what, real discussion. That's what Rand Paul's saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
And on another front with uh, Dr. Senator Rand Paul, he was very successful yesterday in getting past the Senate with the help of Democrats. This is really important. Senate voted on a resolution to repeal the CDC mask mandate for public transportation. Amen. In other words, on air. Let it be so. Yes. The vote was 57 to 40. And eight Democrats joined in with Republicans, one Republican exception, Mitt Romney. Don't know what's wrong with him. He must like masks on airplanes, (sighs) I guess. But uh, he was successful, Rand Paul, in getting that through the Senate last night. And what does it mean that eight Democrats joined him? We're in an election. We're in yes, election year. That's what it means. <laughs> They're hearing from people at home mm-hmm. who are saying, "I don't get why you're still, I don't get why wearing you're mask still, on airplanes." Yeah, why we're still wearing masks on airplanes when the science, yes, early way back, the science said that air is going to be cleaner than the air you breathe right. when you get off a right. plane. That's yes. what the Delta. I remember the Delta CEO, Delta Airlines, and the Southwest CEO. This is about three months ago, and they were, like, appealing to Congress to do this very thing. They were saying, look, our air is fresher than than spring air in, you know, yeah. Montana. And, uh, and so, quite frankly, let's face it, a lot of the face masking is for show. <laughs> That's what you called it. it you huh? personally called it a show mask. It, it's a show mask. I mean, it's... All right, so I do. I'm going to ramp up on that, and I won't be off for ten minutes. And here we are, ten minutes. It's and and what? Also, tell me. Um, I I need I need some help here. I got I got a psychological issue. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you can. I why is it now when I see people out walking in the open air or in their cars? With face mask on, why do I want to go to them and offer help? Huh? And, well, and I advise I, against that. I know well, I don't do it. I don't. I don't do it. But but I want to. And why do I feel that, Ed? Well, that's my psychological issue yeah, here. Can you help solve here's, it, Pastor? Here's here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those are true believers, and you're going to get a punch in the nose if you go up and tell them they can they can stop wearing the mask. You know, I was watching, this was just this morning on Fox News, they're interviewing a doctor. I, I, I'm just off the top of my head, so I don't remember the, the doctor's name. But he was talking about as, as, as information continues to roll in and they continue to analyze, they said COVID is going to turn out to be less lethal than the flu. Did you guys see that this morning? I haven't, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just telling you. The more information comes out over the next year or two, the more American. This is going to be a big blow to scientific credibility. And people like Fauci and the CDC and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He was the head of that. It's going to next time they say we're going to have to quarantine. People are going to be going. (laughs) We're not falling for that again. Even Bill Maher, the uh, liberal commentator on HBO, which I don't watch his show, but I see clips of it. He's. uh, he, he's he's far he's a he's a very liberal guy. Yeah, uh, but hates Christians and yeah, a lot of things he says are just anyway. He he was even he was saying uh, that uh, he he was citing a survey that said Democrats thought that forty or fifty percent of people who got COVID were hospitalized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh? 
that that, that and, was and, with that because of the media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When it's like less than one percent or something yeah. like that. Well, people. I think all this is going to be coming out, and people are going to start to question everything that they were told. And going forward, it's going to be a hard road to hoe to get people to buy into this kind of. So you, so you do or don't think that I should? I, I, I thought I put a positive spin on my desire to go up and tell people to take the face mask on. I was going to say, I am here to liberate you from from your fears because the pandemic is over. Go and. Go, my friend. Go in peace. Go, Go in, in peace. peace. So you don't think that's going to – I don't think that, – that, That's a positive way to say get the mask off. You look like a fool. Okay, let me just tell you what that's like, okay? So okay, the, tell so me. So this is a parallel. Okay. Okay, if you go to an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet – Yeah, and the hefty guy with the with the couple of plates, <laughs> and you go and tell him, I think you ought to try a salad, pal. Okay, I got you. So uh, that's what it's going to be offensive. To that's these the, people. those are the waters you'll be walk wading into. <laughs> okay, well, okay. I, does that I clarify just, things just, for you? I'll just keep thinking it to myself, though. But six more months, I just think I'm going to have to be a get the fast ma- a good Samaritan get, get, get the face mask off missionary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, you could wear a you could wear a some sort of a a a, 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 a costume, uh, yeah. and then you could walk you could walk around the city, pulling yeah. masks off people, <laughs> like a superhero. Yeah, face mask where we live here in uh, in northeast Mississippi or down to uh, I'm gonna say five percent of people, yeah, uh, are wearing maybe even less than that three percent two percent but. They're those true believers, and they're 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 going to hang on to that face mask. Yeah. Too. Uh-huh. Well, you're know, like in Japan. There are people who who just even before all this, they always wore masks. Yes. I think yeah, don't have, they have smog problems and things like that? They or, might, but I think uh, you're going to have a certain percentage that will just continue to wear masks. Well, they're going to like like putting on their shirt in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Put on my shirt, my pants, my shoes, and my face mask. Here I go. And Jesus Here still I come loves world. those people. We need to we need to remember. Oh, yeah. Jesus it's still not loves a, those people. Not a spiritual thing. It's right. Just, except. Fear, yeah, un, 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 unwarranted fear is a spiritual yeah. uh, thing. But, uh, all but right, if you well, do decide to I, go tell someone, I, I'd, I'd like for you to I ask just, Allison just to film it to, okay. on her phone, well, video I, it. Yeah, well, I'd like well, to see I, how I that goes. I was just thinking of becoming a, like a, a, a an angel of hope. <laughs> rather, you know what I'm saying? Well, you might become I, I an angel, gonna, all right? I wasn't, <laughs> you're going to get your wings. I wasn't going to tell them in a condemning way. Uh, like a lady I saw the other day. Uh, I'll tell you about a month ago. I'm at the post office at night. There's nobody there. So me, yeah. Alice, and my wife, and then this lady drives up in her car. She's going inside. She's going inside to put her letter in the in the post office. Nobody there? She's in her car with a mask on. There's nobody there. She's got her mask on. And she's, I, I'm 20 feet away, and she's kind of got one eye on me <laughs> over here, huh? <laughs> I'm just, you just. Uh, just pretend like you sneeze. You uh, sneeze really oh, loud. You ought to do that I in do. her direction. Ooh, that would have that rocked her world right there. I don't know what, what she She might have got a letter That's, out. She might have got a letter opener after me or something like that. Folks, please don't email me. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I'm having a little fun here. Yeah, go ahead, Fred. All right. Better move on. Let's wrap things up with a little talk about gasoline prices. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Fred. I'd rather Tra- make fun Transportation of that. Secretary Pete Buttigieg feels your pain. Uh-huh. He feels your pain. He says clean energy is the answer. And no one can do anything about the price of gas. But we want to do something about the price of gas. 
Dan Crenshaw responds. So first you're going to hear from the Transportation Secretary, then Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Cut seven. Solution for this is energy independence and a shift to renewable energy uh, here in this country. Uh, but let's also remember that while oil prices and, and gas prices are famously something that is largely outside of the direct control of any political figure, there are a lot of things that we could be doing right now that would bring direct relief to the pocketbooks of American families uh, that are greater than most any family's gasoline bill. Yeah, look, I don't think anybody believes these talking points that the administration has been putting out. Everybody's been watching. The price of gas—it's—it's it's, it's one of those prices that everybody seems to know about, right? It's—it's it's plastered on the on the front of every gas station that we drive past. So you can't trick us on this one, and and you certainly can't trick the American people into believing that. Look, if you would just buy a Tesla and spend twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> right. putting solar panels on your home, yeah. then you'd be fine. What's wrong with you? Stop complaining. Yeah. In twenty years, it'll be fine once we've made the transition. You know what, Mayor Pete? There, he's Secretary. Of what energy? Transportation. 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 He's saying he's throwing up his hands and saying we can't do anything about the rising gas prices. Don't blame us. Yeah. Okay. Nobody can do anything about it. If those gas prices start going down, guess what he's going to do? You're welcome, Look, America. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look That's what we he's did. He's going to start taking credit for something he said he can't do anything about. Yes. Uh, well, I think all these kinds of comments from members of the administration, when they see things, say things like, "There's nothing we can do about." The price of gas at the pump; those all ought to appear in political ads. Yes, and say yes. here are the people who say yes. they can't help you. Yes, and w I'm telling you, hey. we I, we will help you. And this and also in those ads, Joe Biden during the campaign saying, "I'm going to declare right. war on fossil yeah. fuels." Yeah. This is the same guy, Pete uh, but Buttigieg. Yeah, that guy. He's the same guy who who they filmed. He uh, he rode his car. He rode in his car. To within two blocks of the White House, <laughs> and went early on, and then got opened the trunk, got his bicycle out. No, and are then, you serious? Yeah, yes, and then rode two blocks into the White House so all the cameras could catch him riding his bike to work. Oh my goodness! You don't remember this? No, I do not. Yes, I'm nauseated. All right, we shall return uh, momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.